It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 370. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Union and Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au joins me. Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Stephen, welcome, welcome to Laser Headquarters. Lovely. Yes, we've been here a couple of times. The Laser, the, this is their office, their warehouse. It's everything, all in one. Mate, I've just had, and you, you unfortunately missed it, but we've got you a takeaway box. Oh, yeah. Um, they've had a, a like a, a, what do you call it, meat it's a barbecue. Barbecue off, you know, like in the, you know. Yeah, like barbecue pitmasters. I feel like I yeah. was on A&E channel for the last two hours. A couple of great I'm going to have my marking pad out. From the laser team, uh, just smashed out some brisket and some ribs and uh, very generous of Chris and the team here at Laser to have us for lunch and also let us use their boardroom for the podcast. Um, and it, you know what, just quickly before we get into the show, it is fascinating when you're here because, you know, it's a small business essentially. It's, a, it's like 50 people, which is small in, in the yeah. world of tech. Um but it's a warehouse full of products, and there's like four containers a day come in, get unloaded, and at the end of the day, a bunch of trucks come and take them to the retailers. Yep. It's so much stuff. It's a lot of processing. It Mate, is big. It is a massive you, place. Do you, want, do you want to know something? How many DVD players do you reckon laser sell every month? DVD. 10,000? 20. There you go. Like... Sometimes just DVD. This is in Blu-ray DVD no, players. Yeah. It's just a little reminder to us yeah. that you know what it is amazing—the cool, high-tech stuff that exists in the world. Yeah. But sometimes people just need a cable or a DVD yeah. player because there's broken. or a charger or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's phenomenal. They and they cover all those too. That's really good. No, their, their, their website covers all of these, uh, all the categories. It's incredible. Laserco.com.au. Thank you, Chris and the team for for lunch and for letting us record the podcast right here. So, Stephen, let's kick it off with Telstra. Um, I have been openly, not critical, maybe critical, um, of Telstra's... <laughs> you have been critical. ...5G announcements this year because they made so many announcements during the year and, like, the 5G standard hasn't even been ratified. Um, you know, there's no real devices on the horizon. But the reason I'm excited now is because I saw an actual commercial device yeah. in the flesh operating on a 5G network. Now, the, the network is a test network. It was in their head office. In, on the Gold Coast, it's a it's a live network, but you would need a device. And so, in reality, it's a it's a commercial network because it's using their commercial core, which is kind of the power of the network. And this device was from HTC, so a bit of a roadmap. They've used these big fridge-style boxes to test the network, and then they've used little computer-style boxes. And then last week, I think it was, or the week before, they used a Qualcomm um, test device, which yeah. looks nothing like a mobile yeah, phone. It was it like looks, a brick. Yeah, yeah, a brick with a screen, and it has a 5G chip in it that yep. would theoretically be in 5G phones. And they made a call over Skype on that, and that was a, that was a groundbreaking thing. But it's a test device, right? Mm-hmm. So they showed... A ZTE prototype mobile phone. Yeah. Very clearly it, a prototype. It looked, it looked actually, it didn't look too big, Apart, bigger than... It was just thick. Do you yeah, know what right. I mean? It, was, it felt like it was about nine mil thick instead of, you know, yeah. five or six, right? Yeah. So it looked fat. But apart from that, it looked like a normal And the Android hub, the HTC phone. hub wasn't too chunky, was so, it? So the, the ZTE is a prototype, but the HTC hub is a 100% commercial product coming to Australia early next year. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a Wi-Fi hotspot, right? So... It's made to be chunky because it sits on the desk. It's got a large screen on the front. But we yeah. saw it. They turned it out of airplane mode and it quickly went 4G, click 5G. So what happens with the current style of 5G that we'll get next year is you're actually connecting to the 4G network and then utilizing the 5G bandwidth above that. So mm. you have to connect through the 4G network. It's 5G via 4G. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. They didn't talk speeds or anything like that. But here's the fascinating thing I learned from that, that trial or that demo was 5G is you know, a whole bunch of spectrum, a whole bunch of speed. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also getting the potentially two gigabit speed from 4G as well. Yeah. Didn't so have you, the Netgear, the M1 there as well? Yeah. So that's a separate thing. They had the M2, which is coming M2, sorry, next yeah, yeah. year. 
Um, but but when you have a 5G device, mm. you're utilizing not just the speed of 5G, but also uh, combine the speed of the 4G as well. And every 5G tower that Telstra is building, they've done uh, 130 so far, and they'll have 200 by the end of the year. They've upgraded to gigabit 4G. Um, so essentially, even if you don't have a 5G device, you're still getting the very best of You can 4G. still get like up to two gigabits per second, can't you? Yeah, even right. on the 4G. And and I just find that, that mind-blowing. But the thing is, the the 5G stuff that they're doing is only in Tasmania, South Australia, yeah. Queensland, because they don't have the mobile spectrum in New South Wales or, or Victoria okay. to run these tests. That's all with the uh, yeah. Australian Communications Media Authority to, sh- to auction the spectrum to allow them to have 5G next year bottom line is though let's be clear to our listeners here Mm. don't expect 5g in a handset anytime soon we've said it before Mm. and i think it's been pretty clear that you're not going to see an iphone 5g iphone in 2019 and i think samsung potentially not even till 2020 as well i think the galaxy s11 could be it could is, be yeah. a five G device. I think Samsung will announce a five G device next year, but it just won't be with back end of next year. I predict that that other companies like Huawei, Oppo, HTC, ZTE, got ZTE uh, I think they're the ones that are going to hit the ground running with five G. They be, want to be first to market. There'll be a bunch of five G phones announced at Mobile World Congress. Right? Yeah. The, next year. Will they sell them in Australia early? No, because the spectrum hasn't been sold, the networks are not ready. Mm. But the second half of next year is when we'll start to see 5G marketing. Yep. That's when we'll start to see the, the rollout of 5G as a marketing thing, yep. leading into t- to awareness around 2020 and being a, a huge launch then. The, the primary purpose of that little HTC 5G hub is, you know, if you don't want NBN, you don't need a lot of, um, or you want portability, that little device is super fast internet, yeah. Ready to rock and roll. So, now, so mate, I'll you, put one of those in the office if there's five G nearby. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. Like Optus are going to come to the party with a five G fixed broadband device for the home. That's still scheduled for early 2019. Very much what Verizon's doing in the US, and yeah. one of the reasons for that is the spectrum that they have. Yeah. So the spectrum doesn't allow for. Uh, essentially, mobile devices. It allows really well for fixed mobile, which means the device sits at your home. In your home. I, I was having a chat over to Optus about this. And I said, well, where will this work? Do I have to live in the city for this to work? And they said, well, no, that's, that's silly because we want the people don't live in the CBD. They live out in the suburbs. So that's why they're working. Actually, they're not far from here. They're in Macquarie Park. So th- they want this the 5G towers to be ready to go to support this device. Yeah. If you're living – if obviously, if you're living in capital cities, it'll, it'll work better. But – I think it's a good look for them if they want to kick off 5G to have that kind of infrastructure ready to go to support the device because, you know, uh, how, how many how many times are we going to read stories between now and in six months' time, yeah. 5G firsts? Like, I'm, I'm, even I'm losing track of that. Yeah. Optus had one. Telstra's got one yeah. now. I'm waiting for Vodafone to come to the party. Well, that's so, an interesting point, right? I want to talk about that because I, th- I have kind of had – uh, conversations with Vodafone, not not uh, interviews, but conversations with Vodafone to say, you know, what are you thinking of this and are you doing that? And and they're kind of like, well, it's not, not a real thing yet, you know, so well, let's just wait and see. But I kind of feel like right now, imagine a running or any sort of race where, you know, you've got someone with great acceleration. They're going to need to really catch up fast because I feel like Optus and Telstra are doing a lot right now and I wonder whether Vodafone through the TPG merger... <laughs> Um, maybe behind the eight ball, and not, well, and you know, what, not focused so. on it because because four G, mate, three G is still a thing, right? They yeah. would know how, what statistics of their users are still using three G well, phones. So well, you build it when build it when people want it, and and it well, doesn't matter if you first. I don't think. I don't think saying they're behind the eight ball. I I wouldn't class it like that. I'm thinking Vodafone. Uh, you know, it's like they're rounding the the second last turn in the Melbourne Cup. They're hanging back in the pack. They just they don't want to they don't want to go too early. Yep. They're just servicing their customers for their needs today yep. and offering things they need today. And I think they're just, just, just biding their time and, and doing it at a measured pace rather than – look, it's obviously an, it's a, it's a battle between Optus Telstra, Optus Telstra to be the 5G, first to do this, first to do that. Yeah. I think Vodafone's a bit more sensible than that, and you're right with TPG. There's a sort of there's a measured kind of temperament there where they're thinking, well, we don't need to flex our 5G muscles yet. There's nothing to flex yet. Yeah, and I think you know the number of people. It's like the gigabit LTE, you know, with Telstra with the M1. 
I said to them, I looked yeah. at them, I said, mate, where, where exactly where is that now? Like, where, where can you get that? And he goes, yeah. oh, CBD and 5K radius. And I went, well, yeah. I live a bit further than 5K. And he goes, well, it's a all about... further than 5K. It's all about demand. And I'm like, yeah. I demand it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't respond. Um, but the thing is, it, you know, literally build it when they are seeking it rather than build it and they will come may well be the best strategy here. Absolutely right. Well, they can see where their, their best customers live. So they've got a concentration of customers, say, out west, Parramatta, down south, wherever, then service those customers first. Make yeah. sure that they're the ones that they, in their deployment and their strategy, they've got to look after those customers first. Also, let's not forget that 4G is capable an hour of two gigabit speeds. In a mobile broadband device because it's using essentially four carriers. But, yeah. you know, keep building out your 4G to an extreme capability Absolutely. so that your 4G customers are getting... See, Andy Penn said in a uh, investor briefing on the Mon- Tuesday afternoon, whenever it was, I watched this stream and he said, we expect customers will be willing to pay more for this kind of speed or something like that, right? So essentially he's paying, saying they will charge more for 5G. So if you're Vodafone, if I'm Vodafone, I'm saying, you know what, let's just keep driving real hard, great deals on 4G and talk about how fast 4G is. Because, mate, I know 5G is going to be amazing, but it's actually more amazing for farms and enterprise and mining and all these things than the average Joe. When was the last time you noticed what speed your phone was running at? When I did a speed test, when it was on purpose, when I wanted exactly. to know. Yeah. You don't, I don't know if my speed's running at 30 or 300. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Yeah. It's just because... Like how much, like, to quote Wall Street, how many yachts can you water ski behind? You know, In other words, how much is enough? How that's much right. do you need? So from Vodafone's perspective, maybe that's the smart strategy is to say, you know what, yeah. stick with us. We've got, we can do 300, like show an iPhone that's doing like 300 speed and and say well this is and pretty it's a good. third of the price of Telstra 5G exactly yeah. so that's the, that's like the game I would play. Vodafone let Optus and Telstra slug it out yes and then they come over the top not not a quite a Steve Bradbury type thing but they're there at their own time also remember Vodafone are, and I don't say this with knowledge but I think they're probably hamstrung by the government's decision on on Huawei because what they were they were closely partnered with Huawei on networking and I think they ah, still are. Right. So I think Huawei might provide Optus networking as well in many places. They do, places. yeah, so, Huawei do, yeah. So the, the <laughs> government's decision on Huawei and ZTE not providing network infrastructure means, you know, yeah. they may have to spend more on the network than they have before because maybe Ericsson yeah. charges twice as much as Huawei do. Potentially. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's a lot of roadblocks. There's a lot of intricacies and a lot of ins and outs of this that none of us can see at the but moment. I could tell very clearly before we wrap up, I could tell very clearly that the, the point here is that 5G is the future utility. I know, I know internet feels like a utility now, but connectivity is the new utility. Um, you know, auto, autonomous cars, um, smart streetlights, let alone yeah. cows and whatever else. Smart everything. They all need to be connected and yeah. they need to be reliably connected. And a network built on scale on mass uh, at 5G could well offer uh-huh. some serious stuff. And also, mate, there's stuff that you and I wouldn't even begin to understand. They're talking about like having enterprise networks. So like they basically have a little 5G network within a building yeah. and it's, you know, the frequencies are such that this, that and the other and it's all about people connecting people's devices. So that instead of Wi-Fi, you use 5G. For, yeah. It's just really weird but stuff, still to, but it's hugely phenomenal technology. But to customers, it's still 5G equals speed. Yeah. That's what they're thinking. And, and, and there's a lot of customers, and you've probably heard these on your radios and on your site, and people ask me the same question. Well, I'm going to just use 5G instead of the NBN. There's a lot, yeah. there a lot of people's attitude. Enjoy and, paying for that. And yeah, exactly right. That's my next. My answer is, yeah, that's, that is true, but you're going to pay through the nose for it yeah. at, the, at first. Anyway, Telstra, you're getting real about 5G details at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com, Stephen. Well, so Samsung had an interesting announcement earlier this week. They've partnered with RACV, which is uh, in Victoria, to launch their Smart Things platform. Now, to enable this, what what uh, what is, has been released is a smart home starter kit. Now, we've heard of Smart Things for quite a while. Yep. It's an app on your on your device, also an iOS app as well, by the yes. way. And it's basically it's an ecosystem. Led, led by Samsung. You're right. So that it's all, well, all they these. They bought it, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they acquired it yes. and, and, and they now own it. And so it's this ecosystem they're building, which is uh, not, not – it's kind of brand agnostic, so it can work across several yep. brands. And they are sort of, this is a concerted bid to unite your devices in your home. And rather than leaving it to um, Alexa or Google or Siri or whatever, their own platforms, they're trying to bring in this platform that sort of works around the home and can unite your devices uh, in in a, like a more seamless fashion. 
And what they've done, they've released this new this new starter pack that includes like things like a hub, sensors that all talk to each other. So then you can suddenly turn the device, your devices, into uh, devices that are talking to each other mm. and, and working together. So it's an interesting thing. They've launched this in Australia for the first time because smart. So let's be clear: smart things is a company. It's a concept. It's an ecosystem. Um, Samsung acquired it, and smart things enabled devices are able to be controlled through the smart things app. But the thing is, in America, they've got actual smart things devices, products, mm. a little hub, uh, and people with Philips here would know what what yep. I mean by a hub, um, and then sensors, light bulbs, everything you can imagine under the sun that that then become smart home enabled. And it's interesting they haven't launched this in retail. They've launched this through RACV in Victoria only, mm. and it's an installed package. So for like 398 bucks or something, three forty, three seventy eight, three seventy eight, yeah. you get you know, or a range of products in a starter pack. But someone installs it, professional installer. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's good I think because that's, that's the stumbling block. That's yeah. the stumbling block for a lot of people. See, RACV customers, I don't want to break to you. They're older, right? They're they're the people who are still reading the NRMA magazine in in, in New South Wales in terms. Print. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I'm talking about. They read but it to find what? their next holiday but destination, but they've also got money and yeah. they're willing to have this. That's my, a good way, a good, good starting point, I reckon. Spot it's on. Good because if you, can, if you can demonstrate that this is accessible to older users, no, older I'd, customers, let's say. Fast forward then, eight, eight to 12 months, and I'm seeing uh, a pitch from Samsung that says, we've got this case study in Victoria of this you know, 65 yeah. and 75-year-old couple who live in their home and they're talking to Google and they're asking Alexa and they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're basically finding the the uh, everyday Aussie through launching through RSCV a very structured program, which then will build through both word of mouth and publicity, build the ecosystem for smart things going forward. It's yep. quite smart launch. It is, and, and um, I'm interested to see this obviously spread around Australia. There's no there's no timeline on. I think they're going to no. try to get because you know there's there's installation involved. It's not like selling boxes. They've got to sell the the system, the, yep. the platform. So I think it's a a measured approach they've taken here. They don't want to rush this out. Mm. So they're going to see how they go. I think Victoria is going to be their their test market, and then we'll see this hopefully flow out. But I've already put my hand up for a smart home starter kit. I, I could back myself to install that myself. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, I'm hoping to. That I we, think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, but but no, I think though that the fact that there's a Wi-Fi hub involved here, mm. this uh, will help not only unite the devices a little bit easier. You know, the, the Philips Hue is a great example where that little Just hub press a button. is all done. So one button connects your network, and then that's kind of your your base station then yep. for everything. It's like the traffic cop in so, your house. See, so let me be clear. There's nothing unique about their products. No. You can get Eve sensors that do all the yeah. door sensing and that kind of stuff. You can get the lights from Philips. You can get, you know. That we laser are going to launch them next year. I mean, this this is not this is not a unique product, but it's the fact that they're selling an ecosystem with installation that really really makes this u- useful. So, and and you've got to remember too that all like we're going to be in CES in a month, and there's going to be a lot of appliances that are going to be launched mm-hmm. that are going to have even further capabilities of connectivity, mm-hmm. um, and not to mention all our other devices, you know, our, our cameras and all these other security devices and lights and things like that. So, and and once we hit Christmas Christmas is going to be another year where smart speakers and all these products are going to be given. So the, the follow-on, the knock-on effect to that is going to be customers then thinking, okay, I want to control some lights. I want to turn do, look at my security cameras. So then that's the next purchase they're going to make when now they've got a smart speaker. Yeah. So it's just going to just follow on. I, I feel like I'm tired of talking about the smart home, but it's so early days. Like we've still got yeah. five years of growth in this space before it hits mainstream. Like literally, oh, it's getting it's, there. I'd no, say it's, it's started. It's, it's started so in young. upwards. It's upward move. I think so here. young. This you whole thing. Yeah, mate. I mean, I, I'm nervous about you know calling CES a smart home event, but it is. It's going to be for the next couple of years because there's nothing else bloody doing over there. Absolutely. Big product. It's not like it's going to be 3D or 4K, 8K maybe, but yeah, yeah I think that's one of, going to be one of the standouts again. Um, I'm hoping this CS. year, CES, this time around, it'll be there'll be like a standout wow product. Like how many times you get, you, oh, what was your favorite thing? Yeah. And it's hard to answer. It is. Because there's so much stuff and they yeah, kind yeah. of all blur into one another. Yeah. I'm hoping this year, this time or early next year, I should say, that there's going to be one knock your head off product. We shall soon see. Samsung Smart Things details at eftm.com and techguide.com. Dot au. Two Blokes Talking Tech is proudly supported by Uniden and one of their most popular products, a recent release called the Guardian AppCam X-Lite. Now, this is an all-weather camera that you can position anywhere you like 
and it has not only a camera built in, but also a spotlight. So this, this brings together all of Uniden's technology, including Thermosense, which is an excellent technology that can detect heat and movement. So none of those false notifications that other systems can often annoy you with. It's also recording in full HD as well. So uh, you're getting 1080p. You can look through the cameras through the companion app as well from anywhere in the world, remote viewing. And there's two-way talk uh, with uh, if anyone standing in front of your camera. It might be a courier. might be one of your children. You can have a conversation. Light and camera all in one. You're going to either record to an SD card or have a cloud backup as well. The XCAM Spotlight from Guardian, the AppCam XLight, uniden.com.au. Rightio. Well, we talked about telcos earlier, and uh, Vodafone made an announcement today, which is not revolutionary, but it's just a really nice approach to pricing. Now, they talk about loyalty. I'm just going to say I don't see it as a loyalty thing because they're not rewarding longevity of contract or, or term with, with Vodafone. I've been with Vodafone for years and I'm being, not being financially rewarded for it. But We missed you at their Christmas drinks, by the way. I, I could, just couldn't make it. I, um, I popped in. Thanks, mate. Good on you. you represent. I represented you. The, but what they are offering is between 5 and 20% discounts for multiple accounts. So in my house, I'm with Vodafone. Amanda's with Vodafone. Jackson has a phone, which he doesn't realise is his phone and SIM yep. card. I'm paying for it every month. Um, Vodafone. And I have Vodafone MBN. Now, four, Show off. Four services, as well as Aussie Broadband MBN. I have two, <laughs> two connections. Um, getting the MBN installed next the, Thursday, by the way. The, that's awesome. Uh, so I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm assuming I'm going to get like a 15% discount or something. Okay. On, on, and, but the thing is, it's, not, it's on every service. Wow. It's not like the first one gets five, the second one... All of them really? get 15% Because I've discount. got, at my place, Joe and I are on Vodafone. Yeah. And um, my son is on Vodafone. Yeah. And I don't have Vodafone NBN yet. Incentive. I've, I've given Optus the first crack, as I said I would. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's gonna, they're going to install next Thursday. Yeah. But no, I think this is you will, yet another way for a telco to keep your business. In this, in this age yeah. where you can choose whatever NBN provider you want, you can choose whatever mobile phone provider you want, Plenty of churn going on here, yeah, yeah. but what a good way to keep keep you it keep also, you loyal. It, it, it keeps you loyal uh, very yeah. much because it also incentivizes you to go. Well, maybe I'll save if I get their MBN. Not only is it affordable, but I'll save another five or something percent on my mobile phone as well. Wow! And you still get the five dollars a day roaming. Yeah, and, on top of that, and it's also applicable to mobile broadband plans. So if you had a mo- if I had a mobile broadband dongle yeah. as well, that'd get me to six devices. They haven't given you the, that too. No, I'm you got not, the NBN, not one that I'm paying for. No, um, <laughs> the yep. the the discounts, are, you know, twenty percent off your bill. Oh mate, mate for some families, I'm all over this. That's five hundred to a thousand dollars a year. That's us. It's big bucks. That is us. Families set to save up to seven hundred twenty per yeah. year. It says on the press release. Yeah, up to seven twenty. Good. So, money. How, what's the call of how many services you have? They have just more than one. I think it's up to five or up to six. So, if you have got one or two, you get a bit of a discount. If you, if you get you one, three, it's five percent. If you got five, it's twenty percent. Wow. Yeah, so it that cascades cool. its way up. I will so be applying. Nice. The other thing I would do, and I'm not, I'm not, su- not suggesting it's not a fulfilled um, offer, but I would offer, if I was Vodafone, I'd offer an extra 5 or 10% for like like a no-claim bonus style. You know, insurance mm. companies, the longer you're with them. No-claim bonus? No, well, you, know, you know insurance companies, the longer yeah. you're with them, the, the more the discount you get like a, as a no-claim bonus. Allegedly, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, not a good discussion right now. The, no. The problem no, no, I'm is, not talking about it. The problem is <laughs> it, you don't get that with a telco, right? So yeah. I've been with Vodafone, so let's say four years. So you want a loyalty discount? Yeah. Every, okay. every four years, knock 10% can off. We, can we include that with the health funds as well? Can we get a health fund loyalty discount? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just create loyalty. Give someone favorite. a reason to stay with your business. Spot on. Give because them a reason. Because most of the time... Well, uh, well, no, well, no, we're paying look, for the service. We're getting a service. Let me be clear here, uh, and I'm not having a go at you personally, but... Me, all right. And I don't want to upset Patrick, who's a good mate of ours at Optus, but yep. there is no reason... Yep. Other than the fact, and I know why you're keeping Optus because you've got a bloody email address that you've you've no, tied well, to, which is stupid. You're an idiot. You should no, have a Gmail. No, well that's no, no, one. I'm that's one, on. one reason. Move on. But one the, reason. financially, yeah, there's no incentive no. for you to continue no. to be loyal to a telco you've been essentially forced loyalty to because you've only had Optus HSC. The only the only cable right. I had was a, but Optus. Despite yeah. you sticking but with though, them, I've been happy with them though. Understand? They've given me good service. But despite that, yep. there is no financial incentive. For you to be well, loyal, no. and, and apart from the email address, that's one. That's one minor aspect of it. But I, I'm I'm a loyal guy. They've, I'm going to give them. But I've had calls and letters from every other telco saying, "Oh, Aussie Broadband's rung me three times already." And all I'm saying to you, Stephen, yeah. is it's 
it's admirable. Yeah. And, and I, no, I, yeah, I'm not going to discount I, it. You're I, right. Yeah, I I'm admire not. you I as a mate point. for your loyalty. Genuinely, yes. right? But the problem is for telcos, they don't give us that loyalty back. Yeah. So why shouldn't they? And, yeah. and I hope they start to because I think it's a, it's a really yeah. great way to go. Also, if you sign up with Aussie Broadband and mention my name, I get like a free month. Really? So really cool. oh, a free plug there. Was that a free plug? Oh, hang on, pick that up again. What was that a free plug? Okay. Well, well, well I've mentioned Aussie Broadband too. They've, they've, they've uh, been uh, calling me off because I did register on their site to yeah. tell me when it goes. Yeah. And, they're not and spamming you. They're, in fact, they're just following It up. was their call to me. That, 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 that alerted ready. me to the fact that it's, it's we're ready, ready to go, to go yeah. and I've, I've, then I've rung Optus and and they go okay let's no, contact how's Aussie feel right now they're the ones yeah. that let you know and then you've gone yeah well, thanks no, no. for the call and I told them this on the phone I said listen mate I said look I'll be honest with you I'm going to give Optus first crack mm. I've always said that I'm always going to give them first crack if they fail I'm I'm over you got me I'll yep. give you a try so uh, it, it give, I've got at least that freedom but oh, okay I'm final a loyal question. guy final question over the first month and a half what's your test of Pass or fail for Optus? Um, well, I did a test on my current my HFC cable, which is the the one I use now, and my evening speed varied between forty all the way down to twenty megabits per second. Evening speed hmm. now. Ethernet connected when you're doing the speed. Yeah, test. it was on my computer, and uh, so I'm hoping that I I've gone I've signed up for the top plan, of course. So yep. you know, and, and they don't call it a hundred; they call it typical evening eighty. Yep. And yeah, well if it can if it can do that, I'll uh, I'll be I'll be happy. If it can maintain that and, and the, the install goes smooth and it, the service is is okay and it's it's working then that's it. I'll well, be, my, I'll be my, I guess my point is what would it take for you to move? Well, if like, so if you're getting 60 70 every well, night, well, reliability, if it's not reliable, if it's if it's if I get disconnects or whatever and if it if the speeds let me down and I guess, yeah, they're, they're the two biggest things that I'll be looking for during my, um, All right. my trial well, we period. Sh- I, I'm genuine. We should follow this closely oh, no, des- over definitely. the next month. Yeah, and it's sure. been interesting too because in my area, like we, we've all just get, obviously getting it all together. And for Optus, I'm sort of part of their new – they've got this new transition system so that to keep existing customers to go to the NBN. And – it was a little bit of confusion because I've got to go to a different billing system and, and it wasn't just a, 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 an easier, a easy handoff. I thought it would be already kind of streamlined, but I'm surprised that ha- all the sort of ins and outs of it and NBN's mm. got to come and they've got to do this and someone's got to be home. Yeah. And it, it took longer to organise than I thought. Like I made the call, it's been a week since I called them, exactly, so it was Friday last week, and they're not coming to install it till next Thursday. So by the time they come to me, it's two weeks have passed. I would have made another yeah. call. <laughs> Should have told me, mate. Uh, you got to pull it up this too, have you? Oh, just okay, good on you. <laughs> okay. I forgot who I'm talking I couldn't, to here. I couldn't okay. wait two weeks. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, Blake's got two NBN connections today. I'm like, so how do you do? You use the same NBN connect? Because they're going to put a little connector box in my house, eh? Network termination box right. device, NTD. NTD. I just have two of those. And just, oh, you've got to have two of them. Yeah. So they can't plug one two modems into one. No, because it's the end of the network. So it's essentially NBN sees two yeah, right. and two ends to its network at my house. Right. Look at Trevor. Eh? It's a complete waste Are of money now that I don't. Person? I don't even work from there anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 and you don't have the NBN in your office yet, do you? No. Right. no thanks, Telstra. Um, <laughs> using a four G dongle. Um, anyway, f- yes, uh, very good. Well, uh, loyalty. Uh, story from Vodafone at eftm.com. Stephen. Yeah, or well, uh, Apple Music. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, as I'm sure you are, Trev. But there's been well, some just news. quickly. Um, yeah. I realised how much of a fan I am of Apple Music today when Spotify released their, you know, your music for the year yeah. thing. You click on it. Oh, so it, your analysis. Yeah, like well, what how, you listen. What to. did I listen to? It really? It, I, I've used Let Spotify for sure. Ed Sheeran and John Farnham. So stick that up. Okay, here. okay. Anyway, so it Ed tells. Sheeran, it tells you how much you've listened, how many minutes and stuff. And it was okay. it was a lot of minutes, but I've, I looked at it and went, that's a lot of minutes, but there's no way that's my primary listening because Apple Music is. Like yeah. Apple's music, and I've written about this, Apple seems to know me better. Like mm. uh, Spotify has its daily mixes. Until your kids get hold of your HomePod and ask for the wiggles and it, stuff. My, right? da- my favourites <laughs> mix has really stuffed me up a bit, but, uh, but uh, Spotify's daily mixes are good, but Apple's weekly favourites, which I get on a Tuesday, is excellent. Like of the 25 songs, I'm telling you, I'm bopping along to twenty of them. Wow, five of them are like ah. Oh, yeah, it, it gets to know you face. well. I do love the suggested playlist too. The, the the hand the handmade playlist they give you every day as well. I never never listen yeah. to those. based on what you're listening to. So you should give it a try because it's a great way for discovery. Daily, 
Yeah, or every I day. I just you use get, the weekly oh, well, favourites. Click, click on For You, yeah. and there's there's often new releases for the, based on what you like. No. So if you like no this, interest. you might try that. No interest. Okay. I, don't want oh, I, for, I forgot how much you like experimenting and trying new things. I forgot yeah. about that. Not at all. Not at all. Anyway, being Apple, sarcastic. In Apple Music News. Yeah, well, uh, the Amazon has made an announcement that from uh, December 17, you'll be able to listen to Apple Music through Alexa-powered speakers. Now, I th- I'm pretty sure these are Echo. It'll work through Echo speakers, yeah. not all Alexa-powered speakers. So I think Amazon speakers get it first. Oh, really? And then rolling out. So not out. like a uh, log- uh, UE yeah. I, I mega, carefully looked at their announcement. Yeah, that's right. So I think the Bose, the home speaker 500 is Alexa-powered. Right. The UE Blast and the Boom. Yep. So I read, blast I carefully blast. read through, and every story and announcement said Echo speakers. So I'm pretty sure it's just Echo, not every Alexa-enabled speaker. I will, on the 17th of December, try this personally and write about it. So anyone who's got an Alexa-enabled speaker that's mm-hmm. not an Echo speaker, yep. I will give this a try. So okay. uh, stay tuned. But good news, I think it's... It's going to kind of, I think it's going to favor, you know how well, Google's obviously way out in front for smart speakers, yeah. right? But I think this is going to kind of tip the scales a bit towards Alexa. I've got to say, because um, that's attractive. As an Apple Music home, uh, I've not used any of the uh, Google or um, Alexa devices because my kids like asking Siri and I've got yeah. Apple Music. I've got, I say, 17 bucks 99 a month. And for you've also got a HomePod. Usage. Yeah. HomePod. But I, I mean, I. I don't, I'm not wedded to that. I like yeah. the sound of it. It's sitting in a bloody corner, so it's not. It's Absolutely, not, the quality of sound but is is wasted on me. My point is though that not everyone can afford a five hundred dollar. That's iPod, right. Yeah, but they can afford a seventy five dollar Echo Plus or yeah. whatever. That that's even to be discounted. Eh? The Echo, the big Echo speaker. So yeah. that gives Apple Music subscribers, which there's more than fifty six million of them worldwide, another outlet to yeah. listen to Apple Music. I think this is very good news for Amazon. Uh, we yeah. did a story in a current affair last night about Amazon's first year in Australia. I've kind of forgotten it had been a year. And the report card. The report card. Um, I'd just forgotten it was a year, to be honest. And yeah. do you know what? On on reflection, I do think they've done okay. Mm. You know, I don't know. No, I don't know that they've sold more than they thought they were going to or less than anyone else thought. I can tell you right now, everyone in the world of retail marketing thought they were going to blow the world away. And they haven't because they were never going to. But I never thought they would. I always thought this was a long game for Amazon. And these are the kind of little incremental things that matter. Yeah? Absolutely. Get people into your speakers because they're Apple fans. And you know what? Australia's a very well, Apple, Apple It country. is. You're right. These smart speakers are like an on-ramp to your eco, an on-ramp to their system. Yeah. Because you, once you've invested here, it leads to so many other things. Yeah. So uh, I think that's why they're willing to discount speakers and really get you on board spot on. and keep you for life, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right, details uh, about Apple Music coming to Alexa at techguide.com.au. And we do it thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear's Orbi range of home Wi-Fi solutions are ideal for your home because in this day of connected devices like the Alexa and like your smart cameras and all the different things around your home, you need great Wi-Fi in every pocket of the home because you put a little light bulb in one corner of your kid's bedroom and it doesn't have Wi-Fi, that, that light bulb is not going to be controlled by the smart home. So an Orbi Wi-Fi system, and I say system because it isn't just a box that sits at your modem. It's a, it's a connected uh, device that connects to your modem, and then a second device or more can sit throughout your home, and they become satellites to the main Wi-Fi network. And it creates one big network that covers your entire home, gives you full speed every part of the home. I've tried this with when I'm getting you know 95 on the internet at the modem, I'm getting 95 at the other end of the house and outdoors now with the Orbi Outdoor. So everything you need from Wi-Fi in the truly modern connected home, you need Netgear's Orbi. Uh, check them out at netgear.com.au. Now, speaking of Apple, uh, as we just did, uh, but that was more an Amazon thing, just so we know we're not doubling up here, folks. Um, Apple's the, just more than just about music, though. Well, that's true. That's what we're talking about. They've released their top picks for 2018, and uh, I looked and I looked and I looked, and you weren't in there, mate. Yeah. You mean my, our, my Tech Guide podcast? Just, just or me, two blokes me, wasn't you, in there. We either, won't yeah. mention anyone. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's just what, one part of it. I wasn't in the music part either. What's <laughs> No, I was. Uh, the karaoke part, I smashed it. <laughs> um, this yeah. is interesting. There's eight global, like big global categories, right? Uh, app, iPhone app of the year, iPhone game of the year, iPad app, iPad game, Mac app, Mac game, Apple TV app, Mac, Apple TV game. Three of the eight are Aussie Australian. companies. Aussie yeah, that's, developed. That's huge. That's huge. That is that is massive. And the one, the Australian, the, the top one, iPhone app of the year was Procreate Pocket. Now, yeah. you've seen Procreate on the iPad. Yes. This is the, obviously the smaller version for yeah, the yeah. iPhone, which allows these artists and is graphic this, people to. Is this to, like, um, where did I come from? You remember that book at school? No. 
Where did I come from? Teaches the birds and the bees. Procreate. Sounds like it's going to teach. You <laughs> no, I mean, is it just me? Professional creation. I, I think understand, that's short for, yeah. yeah Procreate. Yeah, I just wonder about that. Anyway, well, that's nice. Outside of those top uh, top awards, uh, the most downloaded free iPhone apps in 2018. The number one in Australia was Instagram. Yeah. That's big. I mean, just to show you the dominance. I, I don't know. I just, is that, does I that come up as your number one app that you use most often or is Twitter your most often? Okay, let's do a screen time check, Stephen. Screen time check. Ladies and gentlemen, with iOS 12 settings, screen time. I haven't looked at this for ages, to be honest. I um, <clears throat> uh, don't know where do I go. All devices. <laughs> you know what? I haven't used my phone much today because it's the Ecovacs Home app, which I've been playing with a robot vacuum, and Waze. Are we Am talking I, just today or for the week? I'm going to do last seven days. Okay, good idea. Twitter, then Instagram. Okay. Then Facebook. Uh, three hours, eight minutes on Twitter, two hours, 43 on Instagram, two hours, 20 on Facebook. I've got massive problems. Uh, I've got my – now, actually, my top one. Here's how's this is a surprise. My top one, because I've been using – Oh, spit it out, man. I've been using spit a – Spit it out. Uh, I've been training, so I've been using a uh, timer to train. Yeah, yeah. So my top one is my interval timer. So it gives me 30 seconds to do my exercise, 30 seconds rest, and normally my workouts are like about 40, 42 minutes – a day, so that's what that's been my top one to be used. So, but Instagram was number two. Yeah, yeah Instagram <laughs> number two. Messaging number three. Mail number four. Notes number five. Right. Uh, yeah, HQ. No. Have you ever played HQ? You know the no, trivia mate, game. I just couldn't give a rat's. Yeah, they had I, a Seinfeld I, one there. Did you see? They that? did. Yeah, yeah. and I. Um, How'd you go? I, I couldn't play it. I was I was oh, in a right. meeting. Yeah, I couldn't play it. Did you? How, how many? No, questions Jolly. Uh, Jolly said to me he got eight questions in. Remember Rob Jolly? Yeah. yeah. My, my record on HQ, I've actually won money. I've gone 12 questions. I've, I've won a total of 13 cents. But um, part, the times I haven't won it, I've got to question 12 and got it wrong. Right. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, top picks. Okay. Yeah, so there's not, it's more than just apps, though. Should we talk music as well? Or, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just worried about apps, but you talk about music. Okay. Well, music, well, it's the most streamed songs in Australia. And I, I'm sorry to be a square, but I've never heard of Post Malone. Have you heard of Post Malone? No. So people probably listen to this singer? thinking, what? Yeah. Five Seconds of Summer, I've heard of them. That's their number two most streamed album. Well, but the, uh, you know, it's the, the Ed Sheeran's. Um, Deluxe divided by deluxe, you know that divide divide symbol. Yes, mate, I've listened to that That's a thousand one. million times. Yeah, so that, that that accounts for you. Should we move on to uh, well, the best of yeah, you know, they give out their awards. Yeah. Artist of the year was Drake. Are you aware of his work, mate? No idea. What does he do? Let's talk podcasts though. Podcasts is uh, th- this is interesting about that they've got the best Australian podcasts editorially selected by Apple, right? Mm. So there's twenty pod twenty one podcasts that they thought. He's, here are the best ones we think there are. And then there's the most downloaded podcasts. So Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb, because they, they, they're big stars and very popular, they obviously awarded yeah. them something so they talk about it. Teacher's Pet, Teacher's because pet. a bloke's been friggin' arrested. No, these came out before that. I know, but how? Yeah. What, that's Good just timing. phenomenal. There's, right? new epi- there's new episodes too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've never, never heard it. I've, I've heard them. I'm a big fan. That, it, that to me epitomizes, apart from this deluxe production, it just epitomizes what the how popular podcasting can be. Right. Well and, and he in fact won the Gold Walkley, Walkley Award yeah, yeah. on the strength of a podcast. So just goes to show how much journalism in general has changed from you've got to be a right worker for a newspaper to win a Walkley. Now you can do yeah. a podcast and win a Walkley. Yeah. Hamish and Andy are up there. Um, and the movies. What, what do you reckon the best the editorially the the editorial selections by Apple best movies of twenty eighteen? I've seen, um, I've seen eight out of ten, eight out of ten of these. No idea. Best movie was A Quiet Place. Have you heard of seen that movie? Never heard of it. Well, you, it, it was a movie with uh, John Krasinski and his wife Emily Blunt. Never heard of it. And it's set in this sort of dystopian future where. Earth has been invaded and controlled by creatures that can only hear. I'm bored already. Not what else see? is in the list? <laughs> Come on, mate. But it was uh, that was good, a good movie. Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, that was number two. Uh, books and the, the, no, no point going there for you because you don't no. read. Do you no. know how to read, Trev? I'm across the basics. Okay. The most popular fiction book was Leanne Moriarty, Nine Perfect Strangers. Tell you what, you can get the yeah. whole list at techguide.com.au. You can. Yeah. How's that? And, and EFTM is that right? Oh, I only worried about the apps. It was only oh, really? No, I put everything down there. Couldn't give a rat's. Cut and paste. Do that. Easy easy job. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't need my dis- discourse on that. Oh, I did put a little intro on it, but it was, yeah. it's a list. No, you, people want to find out a list. Happy days. Yeah. Love a list. 
All right, two blokes talking tech. Um, Stephen, big news this week from our good mates at Arlo. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Arlo, is uh, they've just introduced the next level of home security, and that is the Arlo Ultra. Mm. It's called Arlo Ultra for a reason because it can, it can shoot, it can, well, it's camera, I should say, is 4K UHD. Yeah, so I mean, this, there's, and there's something really important about that. There are other 4K uh, cameras out there, but... None of them actually capture in 4K. What they have is they have a 4K sensor so that they can see the quality and the images that they capture are actually lower than 4K. So this is genuinely capturing 4K. But it's more than just that. It's, it's kind of a reset on, on, the, on the whole system because it's a new base station. Uh, it's it's 4K. It's got um, really great audio noise cancelling so that there's better HDR audio recorded. As well. yeah. HDR, which is great degree for field of view. Um, has a little spotlight on it, tiny spotlight. It's not for, not for yep. lighting up your porch. It's so that like, you can get some colour in colour, night vision. Night vision is awesome. Um, and so, did you go down to the house in South Coogee? When are they going to finish that joint? It is finished. That's, oh, that's how, the that's ugliest how it's meant to look. That is the. It's made ugliest. out of concrete. I parked and I went. I looked and went that, that, on the map. That's that's the house. And I walked up and I went, <laughs> Is this a construction site? Like it's no. the ugliest house. If you want to see the ugliest house in Australia, possibly the world. Could you? It's concrete. It's made of concrete. It's South ugly. It is, it's I'm, also where Samsung had their you, Note 8 event there last the year. It's the ugliest house in the world. No, it's not. It looks unfinished. No, it's not. It looks badly I, I designed. Know, I know the owners. Good, mate. No, I'm Tell joking. Them, I'm joking. Mate, <laughs> get me the owner's number. I'll send them the <laughs> name for Dulux. <laughs> okay? Dulux the F, Trevor just dropped the F-bomb, by the oh, way. I'll beep it. Trev, Trevor just dropped the, uh, Honestly, the F-bomb. Honestly, the place needs really? a paint job. Can we put a photo of this somewhere? Put well, it in I your think, article on I think, um, yeah, well, it's kind of a, a design decision. It was made out that's of that. terrible. But anyway, the, the reason it was there... What are we talking about? Arlo. Well, Arlo, Arlo Ultra, but uh, that's kind of my hood down there. So it took me five minutes to drive there. I don't know. Uh, it took okay. you an hour and a half to get there, but... Um, <laughs> oh, mate, I got, there, I got there for the afternoon session. That's how long it took. <laughs> <laughs> I was there early. I was there at ten thirty. Look, okay, so so new new system, so new base station. I'll tell you my my negative thus far about the base station it doesn't have USB. So I plug a I plug a one terabyte USB into my base station so that all of my recordings are yeah. on the on the USB drive. It's only got micro. Oh, it's SD. got SD. Yeah, right. Micro yeah. SD. It's got. I think or it's a micro. Oh, I can't remember. Look at that. It's got It doesn't have USB, is what I'm saying. So I think that's a negative. But anyway, that's that's a minor thing. The sirens now built into the camera. Into the camera. That's right. But also the um, the camera itself. You know how you used to buy the skins? Yeah, it's the now the camera just pops out. So the actual casing you can change. And that's what I mean about outside. a reset too. The battery's different. So if you're like yeah. me and you've, I've got a I've got Bigger. a charger for the batteries. I've got spare batteries for all the cameras. These are new batteries. So I'm going to need new batteries, spares, because I like to swap them out ready to go. Mm. I found that when I when my Arlo was getting flat and I'd take the battery out and charge it, I'd forget. And I'd go oh. a couple of days without a camera. Oops. So that's why I keep a hot spare, basically. A, a hot spare. Ready, ready to swap out, and I can just go, boom, done. So it is but, a reset. Uh, um, but it, they've also introduced, and I actually noticed this two weeks ago, but it wasn't announced properly, that they've introduced their smart alerts, which means that you can get, yeah. uh, instead of getting motion was detected on the porch, you get a person, a person. was detected or an animal or was an animal. detected. And it has parcel detection. Vehicles as well, vehicle. Saying there's a, a parcel yeah. ha- has been detected. Oh, we'll be making use of that. Look, I turned it on. I haven't seemed to notice any difference in the alerts. So maybe it's taking a while to roll out. I don't know. Because that's a software update that's coming to the older cameras too, isn't it? Yeah, but I've got the, the Pro 2s. Like yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah, came to me. It said I mean, it was yeah. good. So the current cameras. It's in my app. Yeah. So it just, yeah. it, I just haven't started getting smart alerts okay. though. Um, but it was little, it, little things. Yeah, it's good. Interesting though the, how they, they presented the product. Obviously, it's a security device. And it's, it's now something that it's not just something you show off to your mates. Oh, look, here's my house. I can we'll see it from the other side of the world. Now it's become a, a serious security, <laughs> a serious security device, and and part of we their, couldn't be friends if you lived there. You know that, really? Well, I don't think I could afford to buy that at the moment. I thought you were saying couldn't afford to be a friend of mine. No, but uh, the the cameras themselves, uh, the the whole thing about this ecosystem is that they're it's connection and protection. That was kind of their yeah. line, where it's protecting you. You're connected, and and just just in terms of like peace of mind, because they they. Gave some interesting stats about Australian burglaries. How often there's a burglary in Australia every three minutes? Wow! In Australia, yeah. And they're saying that Australia is the fifth highest ranking country in terms of the highest rates of burglary. There was something else that said I think it was eighteen percent of people who are burgled actually see or hear something themselves. Yeah. Well, I, I turned that around. I said most eighty-two percent don't hear any or see anything. Which which, yeah. which is why you need 
yeah. the, the electronic eyes and ears of Arlo. Absolutely right. And look, I've got Arlo, I've got Ring, I've got Nest, all of them at the front of my house, um, and I kind of by default always still go to my Arlo for, for what well, I want to see. I do, do the same thing, and that's a good segue into actually their audio doorbell because yeah. Arlo got the doorbell. Oh, yeah, this and is what, what I normally do, if I get someone ringing the Ring doorbell and I say, oh, mate, just leave it on the doorstep, I then switch to the Arlo camera, which is pointing at the front door, to see if they've actually left it. Yeah. So now with their new audio uh, doorbell, it creates a VoIP call to mm. your phone so, instantly. Let's just explain yeah. this. The, it's a very smart thing, and Lambro from Arlo made this point very very, very well. Um, when you have a ring doorbell, often it's, uh, it's, it's sitting there at a kind of, uh, I guess, chest height. And so you're not actually seeing the person's face. I actually mounted mine quite high, so it's, it's fine. But most people mount theirs at kind of, you know, belt height and finger height for your doorbell. And so you're not seeing the right thing. Whereas Mine, if mine's at eye height. You put, the, you put the, the audio doorbell that Arlo are bringing out at any height, mm. someone presses the button. And you get an, an instant phone call. It's a VoIP call via your phone. And uh, you, can, you can enable at that point, they press the button, enable the camera to record and do everything yeah. else at the same time. Because Netgear said that most of their cameras they are sold are located near the, the front, front door. door. So to me, that would be, it would work for me because the second someone presses my doorbell, and they've left something, I'm going to look at that camera anyway. Yeah. So that's that's smart. But uh, th- that's also coming. We should p- point out, by the way, these products are next coming year. early next year. So, yeah. Anyway, they look really good. Um, the, the updates are all listed at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. If you're an Arlo ecosystem user, some good stuff coming in, uh, in 2018, and we'll have a good look at that uh, in the flesh at uh, CES as well. I'm sure there'll be more. Stephen, uh, some uh, review time. And you went uh, to the Tiny Tower, a great the little tiny- Aussie invention that uh, was born out of uh, a bad back exactly right yeah so this like ergonomics is a term we often hear and when we use our laptop i'm sure you do this you as need well. one right we now. all do yeah <laughs> we're looking down at a desk i often down, every time i go right to the chiropractor top of my neck i always got to get How adjusted often you go to the chiropractor? once a month just to get one back adjusted never but been looking i'm more just because i'm hunched over looking down at a desk so with the tiny tower it's a small stand that folds down to slightly bigger than a DVD case yep. and unfolds in a second, 17 height adjustments, and can handle a, a, between 11 and a 15-inch tablet, a laptop. And it's got like feet on the top so that the tablet's not going to – the tablet – the laptop's not going to slide down off the desk because yep. it's at a slight angle. But the point of it is it puts it at the right height where you're, you're looking at eye level at the screen and you'd, of course, have a wireless, wireless keyboard, keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of people who use their laptops that way anyway. Mm. So here's a way for you to use your laptop comfortably no matter where you go. Because it's not like you've got a lug. This is a pretty small product. And to be clear, this was an Aussie bloke that had a, I think he had a bad back. Mm. And uh, as a result of, you know, he's looking down at the laptop, created this product from scratch and is now uh, taking on the world with it. Great little idea. My only negative, if I'm honest, is it's a bit wobbly. When, when you do have a reasonable size device on it. Yeah, so I, I, fit, I fit my 15-inch MacBook Pro on it. Yeah. Not a problem. I had it on, we had it at 2GB the other day, and I did a, I, on live, I unfolded it, put the laptop on, and then folded it down again. That took 30 seconds yeah. either, time, either way. Yeah, it's a very cool yeah. thing, and it's easy enough just to put in your laptop bag. So basically, yeah, very you can take it with you anywhere so that you're yeah. always ergonomically $119 suited. a cost. 190 bucks. Tiny Tower is what it's called. Check it out at techguide.com.au. My fun gadget of the week, Stephen, has been the uh, Power Pick from 12th South. Power Pick? It's like it's the uh, Powerball. Fo- is that what we call it when you get no, a... F- it's a photo frame. <laughs> okay? Now, yep. it's not a digital photo frame. It's a standard photo frame. It's right. just you put a normal printed photo in it, right? Really? Except Who plug, does that? Plugs into a wall, <laughs> and when you then put your phone in the picture frame, it's wirelessly charging. So it's a wireless charger disguised as a picture frame. So you put a picture okay. frame on your bedside, okay. and instead of having the little round disc there sitting up taking oh, up like space ugly, on the bedside like table, thing. Yeah, right. it's, it's sitting there. It's got a picture of your kids on it. When you're going to sleep, you just put your phone there. So you hey, put Presto. it on top of your picture. Yeah. Right. Most people have a so picture cover, of their family you, as their wallpaper anyway. Yeah. You see? So you cover you cover your your family up with your phone. Yeah. Only while you charge. Yeah. At night. And the rest that's of the time. That's not rude. You don't reckon that's rude. The rest rude of the time, that? the photo is sitting there and ready to go. It's 130 bucks. Yeah, right. Great little so product. Have you got this by your bedside? You no. Got it? I've got it in the office because I'm reviewing it. It's been oh, okay. talk, talking cool. about it all week. You know? I haven't, ta- haven't even taken it home yet. That's a really good idea. It's a great idea. So it's a photo it's frame during the day and that night. 
you put your you put your phone against it and it's a charger. Or you could take it to Smart. the office and have it sitting there. You've got a photo of your family at the office, but yeah. your phone needs charging. You put your phone there. No cables. That's the thing, you know. There's yeah. the, no need for cables. It's a really nice but cable management You do need system. to connect it, though. Obviously, it's connected out the yeah, back yeah. To, your, to, your, to your wall. Someone might walk up just and go, Trevor, why have you plugged in your photo frame? What yeah. the hell are you doing here? Well, they'll ask weird <laughs> questions, but it's a great little product. 130 bucks, really, really cool. Uh, check it out at EFTM.com. Stephen, uh, we have gone to the trouble, ladies and gentlemen of scheduling our recordings for the next for, yeah. for the whole of December in fact ready through to CES so we're committed buddy we are committed through the Christmas break here uh, to the great show and we will uh, we'll do our year in review later in the month there's, there's a lot coming here on Two Blacks Talking Tech absolutely I'm looking forward to it thank you to the people at Laser Chris and the team uh, for the office and the use of the boardroom and Stephen you're going to take some brisket and stuff home with you absolutely I, all I'm going to say is it. all I'm going to say is I hope beyond hope that they left some wagyu in there for you. Wagyu. So what happened downstairs is they had a <laughs> they had a bake off, right? Yeah. Pitmasters. There was a red team and a blue team. They brought out two plates. One had a red sticker on it. One had a blue sticker on it, and we had to eat them and then vote with a coffee bean in a box to decide which one really? was the winner. Right. Jeez. Now Ron, who uh, was clearly from the red team, brought out midway through. Brought out just a little extra. And I went, "Is this part of the voting?" He goes, "No, this is just something extra." And I could tell that he, which who was from, he was a wagyu. I'm told three kilograms of this meat costs like 280 bucks. It's Whoa. like grade nine Wagyu. Wow. I have never eaten meat like it really? in my life, Steve. Wow. Okay. In my life. It, it, and you are a meat expert. Mate, it, the <laughs> knife went through it like butter. I really hope there's really? some in your package because it's, it's the most delightful bit of meat I've ever had. And, uh, Me too. I'll be back next quarter for the laser. <laughs> for the laser I've got to say, this, uh, this is my, I've been to one before this. So I, I did attend uh, a previous Pitmasters uh, competition mm. and was very, very impressed. So I'm hoping that... It's not making me want to get one. into smoking of meats because it's like a tw- it's, this thing had to be cooked for eleven time. hours and yeah. then rested for three. Stuff that I want to oh. eat. I don't. Ha- I don't. Trevor's instant gratification. I do man. not think in advance about anything. Question without notice, Trev. Yeah. How do you like your meat? Do you like it well done? Do you like it bloody? Like no. what, what? How do you like I, your I meat? Cooked? I'm happy to go medium rare, but I would normally ask medium. Medium. Because the reason I ask medium is because I worry if I ask medium rare, it's going to be too closer to too rare. Bloody. Yeah. And that that just freaks me out. So no, I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm a medium well man. Yeah, see, I used to be, but my father-in-law basically wanted to Called you an excommunicate idiot and said, me. And yeah, really? He, you know what? He just started cooking at medium and just start, just brought me down to the red, basically. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I know my wife, okay she gets upset if I cook her meat too. too Whenever much. I cook at home, like I'll cook She's her barbie at least well. once a week. We'll have steak or steak sandwiches or something. Yeah. I, I'm, it's basically burnt. Like uh, it's, it's not, There's you nothing. Like no, I just don't know oh. how to do. Oh, don't you? No. Oh, I can do that. It's easy. No, I don't have the patience. Probably the trick is... Mm. You don't f- turn it over. You turn it over once. Oh, yeah, that's all I do. But that's I, it. Man, I just like and then when the the level, I'll, you know how the blood boils to the top, so the blood comes yeah, out the when top. When the blood's there, you turn it. That's what I do. But yeah, my problem is it's my time. I like sitting at the barbie side. So if it takes a while, who cares? <laughs> no one's hassling me. I've got my Bluetooth. Speaker does it doesn't going. matter if they're eating I've got leather. Little, I got a little JBL clip. Um, I got it when I went to Vegas with them in last year. So it's more than twelve months old. Been sitting out there, and I've never charged it. Like it's literally, it's wow. been there for a year, and I have barbecue. So you haven't once had many barbecues then. I barbecue <laughs> once a week. It's on for ten or twenty minutes a week, and it's fine. Really? It's right? lasted. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's not so, solar powered, is it? No, mate, it's a great okay. little speaker. Anyway, okay. uh, we digress heavily, and we'll be back next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech for episode three hundred and seventy-one. Thanks to Netgear and Unity Dan Stephen. Talk to you then. You could have said, "See ya." Okay, well, see you. You always say, "See ya." Okay, see ya. Is that better? Can you edit that or are you going to leave this no, in like this? I think I'm going to leave, you going to leave this in now? Great. So you got me at the end instead of the beginning. <laughs> um.